you are never alone. I know that experience because through my heart attack, I knew he was with me because he was holding me. And that he brought me home only be to be to make me the person that I am for him today, to serve him in a way to help those that are broken. On the 18th of March, CMS launched the inaugural Top End Global. It's a mission conference for Darwin and the Top End. And today's interview that we're bringing you on the Heart of Mission podcast was for me, and probably for quite a few others too, one of the highlights of that conference. It's not a long interview, and it wasn't one that I conducted, but I was sitting right in front of Marlene and James at the time as they were talking about what it's like for them, two Aboriginal leaders from remote Arnhem Land communities, coming to teach at Nungalinya College, and I was transfixed. I found myself at lunch afterwards with more and more questions for James. I wish I could have recorded them for you as well. But before we get to the interview, a bit of background. First, about the conference, and second, about the college. This top-end global conference, it's a bit different from your average CMS summer conference. Summer conferences are normally about setting our eyes overseas to the world from the vantage point of this rather large island. The difference with Darwin is that it's a mission-receiving location on this very same island. CMS has been sending workers there for well over 100 years to serve amongst the First Nations people groups of the top end. And if you've been to church in Darwin, you'll know that there are lots of people there already wired for mission among the Indigenous peoples. There are active on-location missionaries sitting in the pews right next to you. So the conference reflected Darwin's dual identity, ascending and receiving location, and it was awesome. At the same time as thinking about Africa and a range of other places around the world, we were right there at Nungalinya College hearing about mission in action from the very people we long to serve. So what about Nungalinya College? It's in Darwin and it exists to empower Indigenous Christians. And 279 of them, on average, are being empowered through study every year, doing courses that range from understanding life and faith through to theology and leadership. Over 100 remote and rural communities are being impacted, and the college has a 90% completion rate across all their courses. Now, this interview isn't focusing on the big picture challenges for the Aboriginal peoples in Australia today, maybe a future episode. This is about the challenges for two particular Aboriginal Christians, and you're going to hear it in their own words. These guys don't come from Darwin. Marlene comes from the remote community of Nukur in the Roper Gulf region. It's about 600 k's from Darwin. And James is from the community of Urupunga, about 20 k's from Nukur. Both are closed to anyone without a permit. Marlene and James, along with another leader, Mandy, are teachers at Nungalinya. They were students, but now teachers. Most of the teachers are white, but how good is it that there's a growing number of Indigenous people to teach other Indigenous people? CMS is supporting each of these leaders to be doing what they're doing. But here's the crunch. It's not easy. You're probably aware that there isn't one single Aboriginal culture in Australia, nor is there one single Aboriginal language. These guys have to teach in a second language, English, because that's the simplest link to a range of other Aboriginal languages spoken by their students, none of which they know. James and his family have relocated to live at Nungalinya, pulling himself away from his community, which has been hard. 
Marlene, on the other hand, comes back and forth, leaving her family in community, pulled to and fro. It's tough, as we'll hear. Their cultures and communities are so different from the Western culture they're having to engage with. But in the toughness, how does the Christian persevere? What do James and Marlene have to teach us about this? Well, I hope you enjoy this interview from our Top End Global Conference. The interviewers are Derek and Rosemary Snibson, CMS workers from Victoria, also teaching at Nungalunya College. Countless souls around the world who do not know Jesus and can't easily access the gospel. This is the heart of mission. What small role can you play in God's big world? Missionaries, cross-cultural specialists, pastors, their stories and perspectives can really help us. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cuppa and strap in as we demystify, decode and de-stress the great challenges of cross-cultural mission. Uh, we've been talking about co-mission partners, and we have them, two of them up here. And Mandy was on the screen just there. Um, so we'll start with you, Marlene. Um, you're a teacher here at Noongalinya College. Would you like to tell us one challenge you have in sharing the good news about Jesus here at Noongalinya? The challenge that I've faced when I'm teaching or being at present here at Nungulinya is to be looking after all people that come from different communities, especially when they're feeling scared or not wanting to open up, especially if they're like when they're far away from home. I'm always walking around and being that person and in making sure that that I'm here to help them and not to be scared, but to get them to know that this is a place of learning and that we are here to help each other as we come away from home. And biggest challenge for me is, is when I'm in the classroom teaching. It took me two years before deciding to become a teacher at the college. And then God said, it's, he said to me, it's time. He's opened the door for me to come and be part of this college in teaching. And my challenges are, is to be teaching in the class, I have to be speaking in this language that is not my first language. But I praise God so much because he has led me and guided me in and molded me in making me the person that I am today to be able to be part of this college and and teach, and he's been using me to teach 
in this language, which is not my language. And that's how I, I see myself as a helper in this college. And this time I've come away for five weeks and that's a long time. But then my kids are always saying to me, mom, you have to go. Because you're going to be away for a long time, but we believe in our heart it's, it's God's calling. And I have been getting all my encouragement from them and saying to me, you have to go. doesn't matter how long, we can be patient. And we come away from home feeling distressed, discouraged. And this is a place where we, we know that God has chosen this place for us to get refilling because we empty so much at home in being a leader, a parent. But this is a place where we get refilling with the goodness that comes from other people like you guys are here teaching us and we teaching each other of, of how to live a life pleasing, a life that's pleasing to God. Yeah. Just one more question. Uh, so when you're back out at Ngokor, um, that you are part of the church there, what are some of the challenges at Ngokor for the church mob in particular? There's always challenges in communities with big, big fights. Communities are, there could be two groups of fighting. Just recently, there has been a big one. And I praise God so much because the leaders in the community have acted on that to bring peace within the whole community. And sometimes problems come into the church and it is a challenge because sometimes we, we feel that we want to give up and just turn our backs and turn the other cheek. But for myself, I think so hard. It's, it's a challenge that God has put there for us to face. You know, because he's, he's in the midst of that, not us. And he wants us to be facing challenges like that only because he wants to make us grow stronger in our faith. Doesn't matter how hard it is, that's how we are to serve the Lord. And our God is in the midst of all our hardship that we can know of today. And I believe God so much, in God so much because of how he was with me through my hard times and there's more things to come, you know. We, it's not the end. It's not the end, it's just, it's the beginning of everything that's going to happen in his timing. And I just want to acknowledge my grandfather at this time because he's no longer with us, but he's been a big part of my life since I've grown up and known him. And he was the minister for 30 odd years within the Northern Territory. And I'm grateful to be his granddaughter and that I'm serving the Lord just the way he did, you know, in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
So thank God so much and may the blessing of God Almighty be with you. You know, as you serve him in, in this time of challenges and as we go through pain and struggle, you are never alone. I know that experience because through my heart attack, I knew he was with me because he was holding me and that he brought me home only be, to be, to make me the person that I am for him today, to serve him in a way to help those that are broken. We looked at the verse today about power. Just look around. You just, we're just ordinary people, but there's somebody who's mighty and powerful, loving and forgiving that lives in our heart, and that's God. So my encouragement to you, don't give up. Keep looking and trusting in our Lord Jesus. He'll, he'll lead you to it until it's time for us to go home. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank you, Melody. Yeah. Thank you, Melody. Uh, now, from James. Um, James, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from. Well, I come from Yurupanga community, about uh, 611 uh, kilometres southeast. I'm from here, from Darwin, and I'm a church leader and also a leader in, in, in my community. And um, I, I'm married and I have uh, five kids. We have five kids. Yeah. And here? And in the college, I work at uh, um, third three and third four theology. I'm a teacher, and I also I moved from my community um, 2018 to to my new job here as a teacher, and I'm now staying in the college with my family. So we're living here. This is about now five six years for us. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about you, James, and uh, missionaries who go overseas from Australia, move from this country, go to another country, learn the language and help share the good news there. Your story is quite complicated. Um, uh, you, your mission and ministry is in your community at Yurupunga, one level. You're part of this mainly white fella staff here at... Uh, Apart from Amos and a few others, uh, at Nunglin College, and you have to fit your cross cultural journey is to understand and fit into the story as a staff team. But also, you're teaching Aboriginal people from all different communities and languages. So, that's another cross cultural challenge as you teach them and help them serve in their own communities from different languages. So, there's a, and you've got your own home, and what's happening there? So there's a lot of areas of your ministry. What are the what are some of the main challenges in that that are that are a challenge for you? Hard by you. Yeah, the the challenge is, is um, cross culture. How do we learn about our culture? You know, and for my coming away from my community, you know, I thought that when I was in Darwin, in the college, I just said I. I I'm here with my family, just my, my wife and my kid. And then my family, my 
or extended full family, they're all back in the community. But, you know, as an experience for me, going away from your home to, you know, to wherever God wants you to, to be served, there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a time that we can think of, you know, these are the, the people that God puts around us, they are our new family, you know, in Christ. And this is, this, this is what I, when I was here, I knew that now I've got a new family in Nungulinya, you know, the staff, even though that we don't speak the same language, but we communicate a lot through our, our jobs and our um, experience, you know, because a lot of the old staff that have been leaving this from the college and I've been, been with them so close and it, they were like my own families too, you know, and... This, and that's, that's my experience of how I felt when I first came. I, I was bit, um, it was new for me, a new challenge, and I didn't open up, you know. But then, I, then when I started to moving my way in and then starting to blend in with the, with the people that are in the college and the staff, and also with the uh, students that we all indigenous, but we speak different language totally. And we've got different ways, you know. I don't speak, I speak a little bit of uh, um, Isanam, uh, the Yulungu culture, and then, because uh, my father from there, but I don't speak the Tiwi or, you know, and the, the people from the center side, the central indigenous, I don't speak their language, you know, and it's and it's gonna be it's hard for me when I'm in between teaching from from the Western teacher and to me and and to the indigenous teach, teach um, students, you know, I've gotta try and just learn a little bit of word from their language so that I can translate across. It it will happen to any any anyone, you know that. Before we go to that place, as Mark was saying earlier, before we go to another community or a, or, or a um, state, we gotta learn about the language first, you know, to get to know these people. So not not all indigenous we connected, but we 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 still could we still um, connect ourselves through through what we call a kinship sort of ways. You know, and then, but the language is so so uh, different sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you uh, tell me about um, a diagram that you use in your cross-cultural studies that help with the students and for yourself. Yeah, I I do I done a um a diagram of a triangle, and on the top of the triangle. I, I wrote uh, God's way, the church, and my my tradition way, um, and then Western tradition, you know. And I'm in the middle, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm dealing with all three things at once. You know, I've got to be strong on my culture, on my tradition, and also learn about from the Western part. And to deliver God's message to other people, it's 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 really sometimes it's a challenge for me to 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 be to working in those three areas, because 
when I first came to the college, um, I first started off studying and, you know, I'm, I'm normally, uh, I used to teach in culture and also in other culture like um, some of the organizations like Shire, you know, mentoring young people to work. And in our culture, mentoring young people to the right person to meet, you know, and to know the, the, the group, the family, which tribe they come from. So I did that and then God chose me to come here to college to teach. And yeah, it's, it's a hard journey, but you know, with God's help and it's, yeah. You told me that when you came, you realized that you'd understood the gospel and God's word through the yeah. white fella culture. But you came to discover something else. What was that? Um, during that, you know, like teaching the indigenous or teaching our mob about how the gospel came to us, you know, it came through the Western, Western ways. You know, the, the missionary came and taught us about the, in God's way. But as we were studying now in our, in our culture, we're studying this, Bible and and some of our connection it's it's sort of connected to the Bible you know that we see and it's 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 a it's a blessing that we had it all 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 in all in us all the time but they God sent some messenger out to teach us that God is there with you you know that's how I I see the Bible the Old Testament story and and then I, I related to my it's already there, but we need to see where Jesus is in that part where we, where we are or where we're at. You know? So your own culture, history has helped you understand things in the Bible that, that, uh, that we Westerners need to learn from as well. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like grieving for me, I was... Uh, um, for this late last year, I lost my mum, um, 6th of December, and I'm still I'm still in the process of grieving today, you know. And, but I'm, for me, I understand that the only hope is in His world is Jesus, you know. So we we gotta look at Jesus the whole time, and no matter what other hardship we have in our lives, you know. And this world is, we don't have any hope, but the hope is through Jesus in this world. Thank you, James. And we'll continue to pray for you in that challenging ministry for you. Yeah, and, you know, for, I just want to say on behalf of myself and my two cousins, because these two here, they're my full cousins. It's cousin sister, you know, and we're all related. I just want to ask you if you could continue to pray for us because going through this journey where we in this college where we're teaching, it's, it's sometimes we have, um, we're going through a rough sail. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Heart of Mission podcast. What small role can you be playing in God's big plans? To find out more about CMS and opportunities that might be there for you, search us on the web to find your local branch and local social media channels. 
CMS is a fellowship of Christian people and churches committed to global mission. We work together to set apart long-term workers who cross cultures to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ for a world that knows Jesus. See you next time.